Hello and welcome to On Walking the Way. Today we're going to talk about mercy and judgment. In our world, mercy seems to be in desperately short supply. Everyone seems very confident that they are right and that those that disagree are either ignorant or evil or probably both. This week, we're going back into the letter of James and we're going to look at a single idea. It's an idea that we see Jesus speak to on more than one occasion. It is this idea of mercy and judgment. Last time we were in James, we looked at the sin of partiality, and James said, If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, you're doing well. Now after this, he goes on to describe how, according to the law, Partiality is a sin like any other, and breaking any law is damnable. Today, we're going to look at his final warning regarding the sin. For judgment is without mercy to one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Our need of mercy is clear to anyone that still has a conscience. If we were to try and justify ourselves based on our perfect adherence to any law, we would all be condemned. When we fail to recognize this, we begin to demand a sort of variable justice for others. This is how this passage connects to James's teaching on the sin of partiality. When we start to value money, power, and influence over faith, and mercy and the grace of God, we invariably start to pervert justice and fall into sin. Without the pure gift of God's mercy and grace, we would never stand before the justice of a righteous God. When we forget our own depravity, we lose our ability to show the same mercy to others. When we withhold the grace of God from others, we shut off our own supply Jesus describes this in Matthew 7, 1-2. Judge not that you be not judged, for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Can we stand up to our own judgment? Or how will we measure up to our own standards? Jesus tells us we will be measured with our own ruler. And again in Matthew 6, 14 and 15, we see how our forgiveness from God is connected to our forgiveness of others. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And there are many other such references in the teaching of Jesus as well. To show mercy is the best way of proving that the mercy of God is real. To show mercy to others opens the gates of heaven to us and allows God's mercy to flow to us. It is the height of arrogance to think that we are entitled to a mercy that others are not worthy of. It is the height of wickedness to receive mercy and then refuse to show mercy. Let's look at one more story to illustrate the point that we must never receive the mercy of God without showing it to others. And this is from Matthew 18. Therefore, 
The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold, and his wife and children, and all that he had, and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, Have patience with me, and I will repay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, and seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, Pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. Now, when his fellow servants saw what he what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also... My heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. This story gets even more shocking when you convert the amounts used in this story into more familiar amounts. The first servant's debt would take more than a thousand lifetimes to repay at day laborers' wages. The second debt would take just over three months to pay at day laborers' pay. This should help us to forgive this week. We must remember that the debt we owed to God was literally unpayable, and he forgave us at great cost to himself. The debts of others to us are trivial by comparison. It is only when we forget the magnitude of the mercy that we have been shown that it becomes difficult to show mercy to others. This week... Let's remember the words of James. Judgment is without mercy to one who has shown no mercy because mercy triumphs over judgment. And let's, as Paul said, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. This is from Ephesians. This week, let's let the unimaginably great mercy and forgiveness we have been given flow through us to others. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, let's think about these things. What you've learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. This is the blessing Paul gave the believers in the Philippian church, and it can be ours this week as well, if we will learn to let the mercy of God flow through us to others. Have a great week.